In this episode of Nonprofit Success, I talk Super Bowl commercials and what your organization can do to create that same kind of experience. You're listening to Nonprofit Success, a podcast all about nonprofit marketing for nonprofit leaders, helping you impact more lives by answering the questions you need to define and build a powerful nonprofit marketing strategy. Welcome to Nonprofit Success, the podcast that's all about being the ultimate marketing and promotion resource for nonprofit leaders. I'm Justin Raymond, and today we're talking the Super Bowl. We're not talking about the Patriots versus the Rams and what kind of game it was or what happened. But I myself was a little disappointed with the game. I'm a huge football fan. Unfortunately, I'm a Panthers fan and they're not doing well. Uh, who knows what will happen in, in the next season with Cam Newton's surgery. But anyways, you know, I was hoping for a good game. Um, I respect Tom Brady. He's a great player. And of course, Bill Belichick is a great coach. And so how did Belichick shut down the Rams, which was the number one or two offense in the NFL? Only he knows. But come to find out, he has like 30 plus schemes and knows every single player and their tendencies on the other team, which is just incredible. It shows how much preparation and hard work goes into each game. And that's one of the reasons why you can't have any Patriot fantasy players, right? That's one of the things my dad mentioned when I was talking to him. You never know who's going to start that week because Belichick is going to play the players that are going to do well against that team and not the players that, you know, consistent players. You, you want to throw the other team off, right? But anyways, that is a tangent for the Super Bowl and for football, and that has nothing to do really with what I'm going to be talking about. So I apologize for that. But today what I want to talk about is the Super Bowl ads. And now if you had to guess, how many people do you think watch the Super Bowl this year? If you said 111.3 million people, you're dead on. <laughs> uh, I didn't even guess that much. And believe it or not, it's even a 5% drop from last year. And then a 12% drop from 2017. So it's crazy how uh, less and less people are watching the Super Bowl. And now I don't know if it's because there's other things on TV. People you know, are cutting the cable cord these days. So a lot of people don't have cable. Um, but it also I think there's a lot of controversy with the whole Saints thing. And it also depends what teams are playing, right? And... People are probably tired of the Patriots winning, seeing them win all the time. That's seven Super Bowls for Tom Brady, which which is incredible. But anyways, think about the reach and the amount of people that watch the Super Bowl. That's 111 million people. That's 11, 111 million eyeballs on this TV for three to four hours. You know, this many people are going to be watching it. And so it was on CBS and how much do you think CBS charged for just a 30-second ad spot during the Super Bowl? It was at least $5 million. If you guess that again, you're dead on. You're awesome at guessing. You should go to Vegas uh, and just bet on whatever you want to bet on. And, you know, take me with you. But anyways, $5 million for a 30-second ad spot, which is so expensive. But think about how many eyeballs there are. And... In order to pay that kind of money, you have to be a big organization, a big company, right? In order to have a good ROI for that. So one of the things I want to talk about was a 
a couple ads that I think stood out and did well and kind of how you can use those ads in relation to your nonprofit organization to create that kind of experience and get people talking. So one of the ads I want to talk about is the Bud Light ad slash Game of Thrones ad. You know when you're watching Bud Light, they're all about dilly dilly. They have the, uh, the Bud Knight in most of the ads now. And it was crazy how the ad started out and how the beer ad kind of changed into a Game of Thrones tie-in. Especially with how Bud Light was talking about its ingredients and uh, corn syrup and all of these things. So the ad was just... You just, it wasn't what you expected. And when you combine Game of Thrones and Bud Light like that, it gets people talking. Now, Game of Thrones already has a huge following, a big fan base. And what Bud Light did was they came along with Game of Thrones, which I thought was a solid, I don't know if it teams the word, um, something along the lines of that, just to join in on that, on that talk, on the trends. Um, just to join that fan base to come alongside of it. Almost kind of like an endorsement, right? Game of Thrones endorses Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer of Game of Thrones. Anyways, I thought that was incredible how it worked out. And I really think the reason Bud Light did that was uh, to create people talking, to create this experience. Um, Because I was really surprised by it. And I don't even watch the Game of Thrones, so I can only imagine what other people are thinking that watch the Game of Thrones. Another ad that I thought was incredible was the Microsoft ad. And what Microsoft focused on was with kids that had disabilities, that struggled to play video games, that struggled to be accepted by other people because of whatever they have going on, whether it's, um, you know, they're missing a hand or they have some other kind of disability. They can't play video games because they can't hit all the buttons, they can't move the joysticks. And so what Microsoft did is created this new controller where it doesn't matter what you got going on with you. You can play the game, you can play it well, and you compete with the other kids. So I just thought it was incredible from that standpoint just to see that other side of Microsoft that you don't normally see outside of Word and Excel. You know, who doesn't love Excel, right? You know, most people are in Excel all day. And then by the end of it, you know, their their head might hurt. But... Anyways, this is not uh, bashing Microsoft or anything. I use Microsoft every day for what I do. But it was good to see the other side of it, outside of technology, outside of just the software that you use every day, and just see how Microsoft's giving back and helping people and doing more to help make this world a better place. And now one other ad I want to talk about was Budweiser. You know, you're used to seeing those Budweiser ads with the carriage and the horse, but... What was different about this one was they were using a Bob Dylan song, Blowing in the Wind. And as the camera panned out, it said that beer was now brewed with wind power, which was awesome, right? I didn't expect to see that. It was like, oh, wow, you know, that's interesting. And that creates another uh, topic, uh, talking point and gets people talking, right? So if you think about Game of Thrones and Bud Light, it surprises people. They're like, oh, wow, I was not expecting that. And people are going on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, talking about it. Microsoft, people are like, this is incredible. You know, this organization gives back, help kids. I have kids of my own. Somebody could be saying, I don't have kids yet. Um, and then you have Budweiser, who's 
now brewing beer with wind power, which you had no idea until now. So what all of these ads did was create this experience, this experience that you didn't expect to experience. <laughs> and it got people talking. And they used hashtags or whatever they did from a social media standpoint to further this ad. And now what astonishes me is throughout the whole year, people don't want to listen to ads, right? I mean, you have Google ads. I don't know how often you click on a Google ad when you do a Google search. I rarely do it uh, because I know people are paying for that. It might not be as relevant as an organic search. And then you also have TV ads on cable. But with me, I'm always changing the channels when an ad comes on. And that's one of the reasons why I watch Netflix, right? Or that's one of the reasons why I watch Hulu. Then you also have radio ads. You know, you're driving down the road, listening to whatever song you like listening to, and then boom, an ad comes on. You're like, oh, you know, that's that's killing my mood there. So then I'll change the station so I don't listen to ads. But with the Super Bowl, people want to see the ads. They want to watch the ads. And now a lot of people that I know aren't even into football. I mean, I love football. We've already discussed that, but... A lot of people aren't into football. They just want to watch the ads and the halftime show. Can you believe that? When have you ever heard somebody say, yeah, I can't wait to watch the ads. Now imagine if you could create that same kind of experience with your organization. Imagine what you could do. And now what you want to do is create, not necessarily call them ads, but these talking points, these messages that create this experience that people want to be a part of. And now one of the reasons why the ads in the Super Bowl do so well is because everybody sees them, right? So everybody's going to be talking about them. And you don't want to miss out on those ads because everyone else sees them and you go to work next day or the grocery store, wherever you go, people are going to be like, hey, did you see that ad? And you'll be like, no, I didn't. And then you can't talk about it, right? So you want to create these experiences through messaging that creates this feeling of missing out, FOMO. And so when you think about what kind of messaging you push out or what kind of events you're doing, think about these things, these experiences that wow people, that are unique, that are different, that if somebody doesn't go to this event, if somebody doesn't volunteer, if somebody doesn't do this thing for your organization, they're going to miss out and they won't have the opportunity to do X. And I think one of the best ways to do this is by telling a story. People love to hear stories. They don't like to be pitched to. They don't like to be, they don't like people to talk about themselves. They don't want to talk about themselves. So if you could tell a story that is relatable with the understanding of who your audience is and, and where they are, that will create more effective messaging, more effective ads. And now you can create stories for volunteers. You can create stories from the people that you've helped. You can create stories from what, what your organization is doing. And what you need to do is entertain people in those stories. Inform, educate, persuade. You want people to receive your email, to be on your Facebook page, be on Instagram, be on Twitter, be on YouTube, be on your website. And you want them to click play. You want them to open your email. You want them to do all these things because you're giving them this experience. This experience that they're a part of. 
And when they're a part of this experience, they become a fan. They, they become a part of your community. And therefore, they become a referral source. They, they become loyal. And they'll volunteer. They'll donate. And they'll tell others about what you're doing. And now, one of the most important things that the Super Bowl ads do is they create what's going on outside of the ad. It's just not a 30-second ad spot or a minute ad spot. It's more about that. Yes, they pay $5 million for a 30-second ad. But they build on top of that. There's more touch points. It's a multi-channel campaign. And so it could be a simple 30-second ad spot. Hey, go to this website. Hey, use Shazam. Hey, tweet this hashtag. They're trying to create more awareness through the ad. Whatever, whatever call to action they want in their ad, whatever they're asking the people to do, it's outside of that ad with what's going on, with what's most important to them. Whether it's how many impressions, how many retweets, how many, how many hashtags, how many people mentioning the ad, all of those things to drive awareness, to drive purchases. And so when you have these messaging, when you're doing these events, when you're when you have a fundraising campaign going on, you can't just rely on one channel, one touch point. You can't just rely just on emails or just on Facebook. You need to hit people in multiple channels. Because yes, most people are on Facebook. Yes, most people have an email. But everyone's different. Everyone has that thing that they're most comfortable doing. Everyone has that thing that they like doing and each person is unique, right? And so you need to treat each donor, volunteer, client, whatever, as their own person and figure out what's their preferred method of communication. And you can do that through surveys or through speaking with them um, or through a number of other ways. But you need to have multiple touch points for every campaign that you do so you can hit more people and create more awareness and create that experience that everyone wants to be a part of. So I hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl, unlike I did, even though you know I enjoyed it from a food standpoint because I ate a lot of wings and buffalo chicken dip and pork, so it was really good. Uh, but I just wasn't into it this year. Congratulations uh, for the Patriots winning another Super Bowl. My brother is a big fan of them. So uh, thanks for listening. I hope this was helpful. And uh, you can just go to Google and type in Super Bowl ads and check them out. And you can see the ones that I was talking about and, and see some other ads uh, that were good as well. And there's several other ads like Pepsi that I also really enjoyed. So I hope you have a, a great day. Thanks for listening to Nonprofit Success. If you've learned something new or if you have questions about a specific nonprofit marketing tactic or tip, please feel free to shoot me a message on LinkedIn. You can find the URL on the main podcast page. And uh, one thing real quickly. It would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to this podcast and share this podcast with other nonprofit leaders or members. It is my goal and purpose in life to inspire a million people to do good. And I plan on doing that just through the knowledge and skills uh, in marketing that I've developed throughout the years. So I just hope that with my knowledge and skills on marketing, I can help nonprofits make a bigger impact and therefore inspire others to take action. So please subscribe and share nonprofit success. Have a great day.